Hi, Keir. How's it going? Yeah, Neil. Hello. Um, wow. What a, going all right? It's been a heck of a week. Impeachment week, historic. Let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. Trump dump. It's been a massive week this week, hasn't it? On both sides of the Trumpiverse. Yeah. Pelosi slammed the gavel down. The gavel has been slammed. She stopped uh, everyone applauding when the impeachment vote went through. Did you see she gave it the zip? I thought that was quite cool, actually. She was like, no, no, you can't sort of overly um, celebrate this. You just wonder, whether, because it's America, whether she thought they were all going to go, impeached, you know what I mean? And like whoop it up so much that it was a bit sort of undignified. I was just like, let the glee be, man. Just for a little bit, just for a while. I don't know. I'll tell you what, I did think, though, is that she looks remarkably well from last she week. She looked incredible. I don't know if she's had like, a really good kip. <laughs> she knows that that will be such a historic shot that I think she figured I better... I mean, she looked great. She did. <laughs> Ten hours in makeup. <laughs> so two articles of impeachment. What was interesting was that there was a bit of a split screen going on because at the same time that the impeachment vote was being counted, Trump was giving a rally. Yeah, in Battle Creek, aptly named. <laughs> It's like the Civil War. Yeah. Kind of, kind of is. The yeas are 230. The nays are 197. Present is one. Article one is adopted. They had a Democrat debate this week. And then and the, fi- the field is narrowing a little bit. Oh, yeah. Down to 48 now. <laughs> I think there's seven or eight of them now. Uh, little Mike Bloomberg, whatever he's been called, hasn't joined the, the team. Mini Mike. Mini Mike. He's not on stage yet, but obviously he's going to be entering soon. It's only six weeks till the first um, votes for this thing. So it's getting pretty close. My, uh, right. Uh, Mayor Pete Buttergeg, Buttergeg, that guy. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. He's doing pretty well. They've started to go, have a go at him. He's a bit of a threat. But um, right. Elizabeth Warren came back with a, a really good quote, if I can find it here. Um, so the guy who was running the debates, you know, the, what were they called? The um, moderator. Moderator. Yeah. So the moderator for this debate said to her, Elizabeth Warren, you would be the oldest president ever inaugurated. And she said really quickly, I'd also be the youngest woman ever inaugurated. Which, <laughs> And it was really good. Like she was swift and it's quite funny. Yeah. And, yeah, um, it, everyone really laughed and thought it was brilliant. But I was thinking, well, that's a funny question to ask her anyway, because like, the, like, load of the others are much older than her. You probably, they probably like um, her team probably had were expecting that question. You know what I mean? Yeah, that could be a question that you get asked. Maybe here's a zinger to answer yeah. back with. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But it was. It's a really good one. It's worth seeing that actually. Um, it, it reminded me of that Ronald Reagan quote when he was up against Mon- Monday in 1984 where he'd done the first debate and he was all a bit like, oh, I'm not sure what to say, and he was all pausing, because he basically had Alzheimer's, didn't he? No one knew that at the time, but he was struggling yeah. in that first debate. And in the second debate, um, they asked him about it, and he said, uh, uh, I'm not going to make age uh, an issue. I'm not going to exploit my opponent's um, young age and inexperience, and turned it on its head, and everyone loved it. And he just got <laughs> voted in, and that was it. And then he went senile, but that was all right. <laughs> Because he was funny. Yeah. Christianity Today has come out um, against Trump. An evangelical magazine. It's about time, to be honest, because whatever you think about 
you know, evangelicals. If everything that that guy stands for, it's about time. That it is about time that they spotted that he's a, an amoral racist with no moral compass. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, they the the, the um, editor. But it's, it's again a little bit of a caveat because the editor's. Um, retiring, so he's obviously just thought, oh, fuck it, I'm going to write this. I'll say what I really think. Yeah, and he wrote, President Trump has abused his authority for personal gain and betrayed his constitutional oath. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty hard-hitting. But based on the fact, if you remember, that like 81% of evangelical white or born-again folks voted for Trump in 2016. This is a fairly mega magazine for it to come out and say that. He also said, to the many inv- evangelists who continue to support Mr. Trump in spite of his blackened moral record, remember who you are and whom you serve, as in God. I am God. Well, he didn't say I am God, but he did say, no president has ever done what I have done from evangelicals or religion itself. Wow. He thinks he's done more for religion than any other president. What's he done for religion? Can you imagine how much he would hate Jesus if he met him? Some long-haired dude talking about looking after people. With all those magazine covers as well. (laughs) He would hate that. Time, person of the year, Jesus Christ. This is a setup. This is a hit job. He'd be like, put down the fishes. (laughs) Yes. Feed the Philistines. (laughs) And did you see also the historians have come out against Trump? They've written... He's he's messed with the wrong crowd there, hasn't he? The The librarians as well. They're not too keen on him. Better watch out, Trump. Watch your back. Couldn't get any milder than that. But anyway, they've written a letter uh, and and loads of famous historians have signed it to say this guy's a disgrace. But also, it took... Why did that take three years? I don't understand. But yeah. It was a long letter. Yeah, really long. Very well well, uh, edited. Did you hear his quote on Debbie Dingle? I did. Debbie Dingle. So her, she took over from her husband as a Democrat politician yeah. um, after he died. Trump sort of um, spoke about his funeral. I lowered the flag. I did all this stuff. But like what he did was just what is standard for the White House to do yeah. for any long-serving dead congressman. But he claimed it was like some great favor. And she did get back thanking him and saying um, he'd be looking down so thrilled if he could see this. And Trump was like, you know, she said he'd be looking down. I don't know, maybe he's looking up. I don't know. Like, which is just such... Yeah. <laughs> implying he's looking up from hell. Yeah. Republicans themselves have said this is a bit a bit too far. It's been called dishonourable, unacceptable, and crass. I mean, that's not a shock from Trump, is it? No. I mean, that <laughs> basically sums him up. Dishonourable, unacceptable, and crass. Standard. That's the man himself. There was definitely that sound of, oh, no, he didn't, coming from yeah. the, like, audience, like, ooh. <laughs> from the toothless weirdos and rednecks behind. <laughs> yeah. He looked remarkably puce, though, as well, didn't you think? I don't know if his tan had gone wonking or whether he was just angrier. He looked like a sort of sunburnt whale, just basking he was in not He was in code red anger level 10 mode. He'd sent out an all-caps tweet not long before. <laughs> Apparently he's really hurt by it, like he's because he, he, he's the only third, he's the third guy, and he, you know, his pride has been has been really hurt. It's legacy, man. Yeah, uh, you know whether he gets and and you know he won't get likely he won't get shoved, um, but um, it is legacy. It gets a mark yeah. against his name, big time. And as Pelosi said herself, he's, he will have always been impeached. 
Like they can't take that away from yeah. him. It's happening. It's a good moment. It's like <laughs> they blooded his nose, isn't it? But he's likely just to continue. Yeah. The, and the bear has been yeah. prodded now. So God knows what will happen. He's definitely going to be throwing a few uppercuts. Yeah. And, you know, whether yeah. it actually empowers him in the, in the um, election going forward, who knows. But they're arguing now about um, essentially what happens in the in the trial itself, aren't they? Because Republicans are saying, well, we're, we're not going to be independent. We're basically going to have a sham trial. We're going to do this in coordination yeah. with the with the White House itself, and they're going. Well, hang on, that's not how it should be. I mean, Mitch Mitch McConnell has said we're going to run it with the White House. That those voting on whether he's innocent or not um, should be independent in terms of uh, you know looking at the evidence. But it, but it's entirely split down party lines because it's all Republican that House. You know they'll win it. But they're, yeah. they're even before it started saying we're not going to remain independent. But Democrats are hoping that at least some people will get called to trial. So, for example, John Bolton didn't show up before, but um, they're hoping that they'll, they'll almost force them to, you know, bring um, testimony from people like high kind of who've who've served with Trump. So a sort of subpoena will be forced to tell the truth under oath. Yeah, which might shift opinion at least in the country. Not necessarily that he'll be impeached, but it will prove that all this was true, and that he did yeah. try and you know coerce a foreign government for political gain, which is just fact. Yeah, I think the Democrat game now is we're not going to actually get rid of him, but we need to make him look bad in the public's eye, and that's what we're hoping this trial will do. Yeah, and then and then the fact that he then gets off, you know, work against him. So it was a big, it was a massive, massive. Um, week for the american trump though wasn't it i mean that is a that is a huge deal an impeachment this is impeachment light they're saying it's impeachment light i know they're not you're saying that he says uh, i don't think it is it is it isn't like i've even been impeached he's just pretending it hasn't happened yeah you know, it doesn't yeah. feel like i've even been impeached because it's not really blah 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 but you have mate yeah. you have yeah here here's a t-shirt mate i gave him everything that's okay I don't want anything for it. I don't need anything for anything. She calls me up. It's the nicest thing that's ever happened. Thank you so much. John would be so thrilled. He's looking down. He'd be so thrilled. Thank you so much, sir. I said, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Maybe he's looking up. I don't know. So we've got a new, a new Burko. Oh yes! Did you see the the pomp and pomp and um, pageantry for the uh, reopening of Parliament? I did see a bit of it. Yeah, it was amazing with the Queen as well. She's got a bit of a sniffle, didn't she? I mean, she's always she's got a great poker face, hasn't she? You'd never know what she was thinking. No. She's just so impartial. Yeah. Um, even if it's really grim news. Yeah. My government's priority is to fuck one's country in one's ass. <laughs> Straight up, very professional delivery. I fell for her though. I mean, she must really dislike that job. It must be really drafty, um, Westminster, on a really wet, like, horrible, grim December day. She doesn't yeah. want to be there, does she? No, she just wants to be watching VHSs of Dad's Army. Yeah, she doesn't want to be... with Phil. Yeah. And Phil's not well. He's been rushed to hospital, no. hasn't he? I mean, all jokes aside, these these people are in their 90s, and they're... they're I do admire... I mean, you can't help but admire... you got to admire their pluck and vigour yeah, and, and just will to carry on. It's incredible. I mean, I guess it's, as they said, it's it's sort of service. Yeah. That's probably going to see her reign out, the sort of... Um, bar- well, maybe not, maybe not, but you'd never say never, actually. She could go on for a lot longer. But um, just, yeah, it's going to be a Brexit 
into her own, that's for sure. I mean, that's the, that's the amazing thing, is that the, Bre- the Brexit withdrawal bill was passed today, and it's almost like old news. Do you know what I mean? Well, we all knew it was coming. But what's sickening is, of course, Boris Johnson is going around like some mini-emperor, isn't he? Some, like, drunken elephant, baby elephant, just just bounding around, like, trumpeting his own... He was sort of welcoming the new speaker, Sir, uh, Sir Lindsay Hoyle. Yeah. Um, and and um, did you know that this Sir Lindsay Hoyle has a, um, has a parrot, a pet parrot, and the parrot's name is Boris. Oh, no. Apparently, named after the Prime Minister because of its vocabulary and its propensity to chatter aloud. Boris himself picked up on it, on it in this first address, and he sort of said, um, sort of trying to sound as Churchillian as, as possible. Uh, and what are we going to do, Mr. Speaker? Uh, yes, Mr. Speaker, we are going to get Brexit done. Uh, I think even your, your parrot could have recited that one, Mr. Speaker. Yeah. Boris is a cunt! Boris is a cunt! <laughs> <laughs> a funny cunt. <laughs> But still, I can't. That's the thing. He sometimes is quite funny, but it doesn't. It does. It shouldn't hide the fact that he's he's horrendous. Because it's so perverse. It's like yeah. I've been entertained as I'm being tortured to death. Yes, that's it. The guy, um, he knows how to put on a show. Yeah, I thought the other thing that was brilliant because I feel a bit like that too was Jeremy Jeremy Corbyn's stony face robotic walk uh, into the chamber where he couldn't even look at Boris. He just yeah. couldn't face the man. And I thought that was... Everyone said he was a bit petty and all this. I thought it was brilliant. I thought, I'd I, yeah. be the same. I just can't bear to look at him. Just slightly vomit, vomit just a little bit into your hand before you before you start speaking. And he, he just strode on. He looked so so determined not to break. You know, all Corbyn could really say was, our job is to hold you to account and you'll be judged on what you do. Yeah, but like by history maybe. There might be a letter yeah. wrote, an angry letter by historians. Yeah. But essentially you can do what he bloody well likes. He's, yeah, he's already completely. taken out sort of um, uh, workers' uh, rights from the withdrawal agreement, hasn't he? That's, that's gone. You know, this whole thing of like, well, he, he might not be quite so um, uh, beholden to the ERG. Well, he doesn't care. Well, he sort of, he's not beholden to them, but he'd, he'd rather do a kind of further right one than a swing to the middle one. Uh, that's for sure, because he's already taken out the kind of... Um, uh, the date was it? it has to we have to have we have to have left by in the um transition and under the current and the initial agreement there was the you know the 31st of october but then there was a two-year up to two-year allowance and he's just said no that's the that's a hard deadline the 31st of october 2020 yeah however because he can do what he wants he could just easily reinstall yeah. a an extension couldn't he and and it is probably a hard bargaining negotiation chip it worked from last time didn't it with getting an actual deal yeah i guess it did um but it does yeah he's just i mean i don't know at this early stage i don't know but the problem is he can just do what he wants and it'll be too late when i do work out what he's actually gotten because westminster don't get a say in the trade agreement either that's all no. been taken out. That's stripped away. So essentially, he can do any anything he likes, behind, like in total secrecy, and then just unveil the thing that's been agreed. My government's priority is to deliver the United Kingdom's departure from the European Union on the thirty-first of January. They've already said they're going to start disengaging from the Today Show on on BBC Radio Four as an example of just the way they're going to start operating is like. 
we're going to speak to the Sun and the Express and start to legitimize those publications yeah. and delegitimize well-known, factual, yeah. well-researched yeah. media. You know, yeah. like it just is a real neutral. That's it's not something that you can in a real clarified way say this is taking away democracy but it is it it's is. taking away all the foundation all the all the beacons of truth yeah they've got control now to just control to basically control the media and they they're, they're going to assault the bbc as best they can yeah institutions will just be hollowed out a bit like how trump's going about it trump's like the fbi isn't it and the cia, well, the FBI, he... CIA. he doesn't believe his own in- informants he prefers putin doesn't he kgb he was like well tr- putin says they didn't do anything i believe putin yeah that's the only time he had to apologize yeah. wasn't it and did there's always a conspiracy theory isn't there with the russian yeah. media official story yeah like with the poisonings in um salisbury well, it could have been anything. It wasn't necessarily, you know, like just yeah. bullshit, mate. It was you. Of course it was you. Well, yeah. How can you Completely. possibly stony face deny that? Yeah. Sc- scary. We can't take democracy for granted. It's under threat. But there we go. Yeah. Not funny in itself, but um, the- but, but, <laughs> but worrying. People are like, oh, it's only Boris. No, it's mm. fucking not only Boris. He's, he's, he's hollowing mm. out democracy. He's getting away with it because he's funny. He's, he's quite funny. He's bending the rules. He's a mm. liar, and this is the party who just, you know, changed their own fucking dot com to call it call it like Fact Check UK. Mm. It's just not. Mm. It's just not. I, I'm not right. uh, following this uh, Twitter uh, fear stuff, uh, Rowena. I I shall uh, avail myself of the uh, details uh, more. Like bullshit, mate. You fucking know. Really, you were probably behind that. It's yeah, horrible, completely. you know. Like. And, and of course, and I've, you know, I believe Labour are doing something uh, uh, similar. No, they're not. They're not doing anything similar. No. It's make it seem like, well, it's just this Twitter stuff. I'm not really as sure about that sort of Twitter stuff, which he knows is really important. But yeah. makes out like it's just, I, I'm not, that's just sort of, it's a funny game that people play. Yeah. Anyway, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a Trumpy New Year. Let's hope not. We, we, we need the, yeah. the rise of the uh, Lib Dems. What are we going to do? Be normal and think logically. Yeah! It doesn't kind of inspire. Yeah. It doesn't. Let's be um, reasonable and lead from the middle. No. <laughs> it's not going to happen. That, do you? Oh, dear. It's not, it, maybe it will happen. I think that's a dump, my friend. I think it is too. Let's call it a dump. And I want to say, Keir, happy birthday. And Merry Christmas. And, uh, and a Happy New Year, my friend. A prosperous new decade. Wow. 2020. Thanks for listening to the Trump Dump. We, we really appreciate it. Nice one. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America.